Shayla Rochelle Ott is a holistic health coach, number one best-selling author, speaker, and advocate for ecological and environmental justice. After graduating from college and experiencing major burnout, health issues, and mental health struggles, Shayla turned to poetry for self-love and healing and published her best-selling book, Monarch. As a holistic health coach, she now helps women across the country relearn self-love and their intuitive capacity to self-heal, shifting pain into power and reawakening the well-being within. So I never drank or smoked or like did anything in high school, so I literally came to college and was like, what? How do I do this? You're like, help. (laughs) Literally, and I'm like, also like learning that I like committed to a party school when I had never partied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was literally Welcome a time. to SDSU. <laughs> literally. Literally. So that was a time. And so the first night of us literally moving in, I don't know if you and like like Katie or Mary, like if you guys knew each other beforehand, but like Ruby and I, we chose each other like Aww. as roommates because we had met through like the, I the don't Facebook know. group yeah, or the something. Facebook group. Yeah, that was like a thing. Oh, I have a story. So I was supposed to get this sweet roommate from Hawaii and she ended up not being able to come. I think she had like a family emergency mate who had a, I don't want to laugh because it's not funny, but she would always be on muscle relaxers and my friends would text me saying like, dude, your roommate is like walking on the sidewalk with her pants backwards. And like she would go around to people's rooms, knocking on their doors in the middle of the night. Like she has, yeah, she had (laughs) some things that I hope, I hope she's better. I hope she's doing better. But at the time it was just so like, okay, this is a cosmic challenge in some way. Like I, I, it really taught me to grow a lot because I'm particular about my personal space and my food. And oftentimes I would find her eating my food. Oh and my after no. I, you know, kindly told her like, Hey, you know, yeah. please don't <laughs> eat my food. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting yes. to say the least. Yes. But, um, one of the reasons why I is, um, <laughs> I just remember, like, literally, it was like we had all moved in, didn't know anyone. We're like, let's go to a party, you know, and like like a frat party or oh, something. God. And I, like, I literally was like, I felt like, I don't even know, like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's okay, because, like, um, we're not anymore. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was 100% the Virgin Mary with the group of like queens like spicy queens that i was just like i'm new that's like, good though no but like, i think it's yeah it was, it was stunning it was stunning because i remember like i think i'm trying to remember i think you had either ju- did you just get your tattoo like the mandala i got that like right before, before graduating high school yeah okay so yeah yeah, so yeah. it was like recent because i remember i think you and your sister got it together you have such a good memory thank you, thank you. well because see okay so there we go so um like the transition now is that i remember seeing your tattoo and also just your personality and your energy and was like hold the f- mm. fucking phone i'm like who is this you're so sweet no literally i'm serious like i remember meeting you and being like this girl is so sweet and but also so virgin mary and you're just like <laughs> mm. even i'm gonna be honest i don't know if i'd be friends with myself back then. <laughs> 
have no just first semester the second semester i like got into the flow of things and like Mm. sdcu started partying like hanging out with friends all that so i'm like okay i like caught up but that first semester and like i remember meeting you and meeting like all the people also i remember like i think when we had first met i don't know if we talked about redondo like the first time yeah and like I think something that's super funny also is that, like, you and I had just missed... Yeah, because I moved to Vegas when I was 10, and you moved to Redondo. I forgot from where. Yeah, from Washington State. There you go. There you go. And then, so, you were friends with all the people... Not all of them, but a lot of people that I was childhood friends with, like (laughs) Gabby. Oh, my God. Who else? I'm trying to think. I can't remember right now, but <laughs> Lindsay, but we went to college Aww, with her. We went to college with Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like people like that. Yeah, we had some Redondo like friends literally, at SDSU. Like literally Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yes. Small so world. like all of that, just literally, like yeah. I remember the first night meeting, I was like, badass bitch. And Aww. also like, how did we just miss each That's other Redondo? So like very interesting, very like I know. universe thing. And then also, um, just to add, we literally were talking about our sun, moon, and rising, and we just <laughs> both found out. Okay, we already knew that we were both Aquarius, but we just found out that we're both Aquarius, Aquarius, and then <laughs> our rising is different, but it's both of our risings. Oh, like, man. I'm a Virgo, she's a Scorpio. It's literally Aquarius, it's, Aquarius, boom. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Literally, but it's so funny because um, I feel like talking to you, like... I don't know. You get it. Your energy, it's matched. Like, you get it. And it's also just, yeah. like, I don't know. It's so funny. I feel like, I don't know if it's an Aquarius thing. Like, confirm with me. But literally, <laughs> I'm, like, so energetic, but also, like, tired at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's <laughs> totally how I feel. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're, like, uh, now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, as we're, like, drinking our coffee. Yeah. Literally, like, All inhaling the our coffee. Yeah. Like, we're just, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, uh, okay. So... <laughs> Like, with that context of how Shayla and I know each other, I would love to get into you. <laughs> yes, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about all the things. So I'm like, okay, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Um, I'm going to start with you were the president of Green Love, Sustainable Queen. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah i i think the technical term is commissioner although i never really understood why they (laughs) (laughs) i to be honest i didn't even know like what that word meant when i took up the role all i knew is i was gonna help lead an organization to create change and try and fight the climate crisis in a student capacity so yeah, I feel like that was a really transformative year. I recently was speaking at San Diego State, now on the other side of things, um, as a speaker at a Green Love event. And so that was really just a wild full circle moment. But it brought me back to that time and like it being the 2016 election year and how intense the energy was at that time. And And I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, that was actually pretty crazy that I had the opportunity of 
helping guide change in such a transformative time where there was just pain and fear and anxiety. And that's something I touched on in my talk, but I think it was just so crazy to, to see like, wow, I, I was able to be part of like a really pivotal point, not only in history on like a micro scale, but also just help create community in in the face of such a daunting time period. And so I feel really grateful for that. And in the moment when I was leading Green Love, I didn't feel my power. I was always second guessing what I was doing and the anxious voice within me was really, really loud. And it was hard for me to feel like I was doing a good job at any moment in time. And I feel like I was constantly seeking validation from the outside, which is something I have realized about myself since I was younger. I, I don't know when it started, probably middle school trauma. <laughs> right, 100%. Like hey. Like, What's up? <laughs> um, but I think it's it was especially exciting to be back at SDSU now because I've been able to heal a lot of that pain and validation seeking. And it's not like it went away. I still deal with it and not to say deal with it, but I'm still growing through it in a lot of ways. But I think it just reminded me like, wow, you know, people can see us as a magnificent, powerful, change-making being but if I don't see myself that way, of course, like support matters. But at the end of the day, the way that I see myself is number one. And whatever it is we're looking for, we can't rely on outside forces to give that to us. And that was something that I learned in the deepest, deepest way during my breakup, um, which just tore me open and made me realize I really needed to be there for myself in a bigger way. And so I've had so many different, what they would call dark nights of the soul. (laughs) I feel like I've had so many since just, I don't know, being 13 or something, I guess. Like, But now being where I am, I'm just so grateful for everything and really grateful for myself and grateful for people like you who I've met along the way and, and inspire me and help me see that power within myself. So yeah, it's, it's a good time to be alive. Yes. Um, when you were sharing about how you feel like it's a full circle moment, um, I was kind of also reflecting back to the time when you were the commissioner, because I was lucky enough to be a member while you were the commissioner. So I got to see firsthand all of the amazing things that you were doing and it feels I don't know at least for me on this side of it and where we are in life now it feels if anything like humbling because I don't know for me like I really did and still do see you as a very powerful person so it's very it's like I said I don't know it's like humbling in a way to know that like yes like I feel like, I don't know, like, 
is there anyone who doesn't like you? Like, <laughs> you're so I, sweet. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just like, I can't even think of. I love you. I can't think. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm thinking, sure there are. <laughs> I mean, like naturally, naturally, whatever. We're naturally. double Aquarius. Yeah, <laughs> naturally, exactly. the haters are there. Scorpio rising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh. but it's so interesting because it's like. I don't know. We have been out of college for three, four years, something. It's been a while. It's been a while, but like it also, I don't know, like it feels like not. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. Yes. But then also to like look back on like all of the stuff we've both been doing that you've been doing. Literally, I'm just like the amount of things I cannot. I literally am like. I don't know. I see you as such like a strong, powerful queen that I'm just like when you hear like just the plain truth of like, yes, I struggle also. Mm. It's very like, I don't know. It's like it's like a breath of fresh air. I think it's validating. Thank you for saying that first. But second, I think it's validating because I have the people I've been most drawn to when I'm looking at leaders and change makers and coaches and all these people that really inspire me it's the ones that tell the truth about what they have gone through and show you like the ugly side quote unquote ugly side because I think it's all really beautiful you know the transformation but I think those people that can be vulnerable and share have inspired me so much more than the people that make it seem like they have it all together and nothing is bad. I think that those people who don't want to show their vulnerability, I get it. There are phases where I'm like, I don't want to share what I'm going through. It feels really dark and it feels like too much. And I just want to hold it close right now. I get that. But I do think that it can help so many more people to show others. You can be, following your passions just like you are following your passions and building your dreams and still (laughs) trying to figure it out and 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 own your power and own your voice I think that that's gonna be a never-ending journey I don't think we're ever just there so thank you for saying that and you really inspired me when I saw that you we're doing your thing with your podcast. I was like, oh, girl, like you go. I'm so proud of you. And yeah, I think it's just really inspiring to be around people like you because it's a reminder to myself too to keep going after what it is I that lights me up. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, like, guys, <laughs> no, thank you. Literally, this whole episode is just going to be us thanking each other. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> the, the title is two, two double quiz. I'm just oh, like God. this energy, guys. I really will get to like everything that she's doing eventually. Okay, stay, <laughs> stay, stay with us. The longest intro to ever exist, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's so good. It's so good. It's literally, I don't know. I'm like, thank you for saying that. Honestly, because personally, right now with where I don't know where I am in life but also like I don't know I was I shared with Shayla like while we were prepping for the episode that I'm now like five months like into my single life after literally being in a relationship for three years yeah so 
that's a super interesting place to be. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's very weird because I've been feel like, I feel like in the beginning of it, I was like hyped and I was like, okay, I'm living life really leaning on my friends for support and getting that support. Mm-hmm. But also now it's like five months. It's kind of like stepping into like less hugs. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does that You're make sense? forced to sit with it. Yes. You're forced to yes. sit with it and sit with yourself. Yes. And- I mean, literally like the month, like in December, I got COVID and was really forced to sit with oh it. Oh my God. And like I had to. Spirit's just like, hey, here's this. Hey, here's that. Literally. You want to grow? Here's another. Literally. <laughs> and they're like, oh, self-isolation? <laughs> Good. Enjoy. <laughs> Good luck. Journal the shit out of that. We did. <laughs> Spirit's like, we'll help you really get in touch with yourself. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. They're like, you, you're a confrontational person. You like to fast track like any problems and like find solutions. Okay, let's go go (laughs) but I don't know it's just very interesting very very interesting so um I would love to talk about your book thank you literally I have it right here in my hands um I'm Uh, dying guys I'm dying like oh my freaking god when I saw you came out with this I was like first of all what the fuck is she doing in her life like who had the time for this well she had the time for this let me tell you we can start right there because So when I graduated from SDSU, I got my degree in sustainability, did all the things, graduated and I don't know what top percentage of my class, did all the extracurriculars, basically did all the things that I was told you should do Mm -hmm. to get a good job in your field. I think it's this idea we're all sold and it's, it's not wrong if it works for you, but it wasn't working for me. I wasn't getting hired which really just kicked my ego to the curb a little bit. And not that I thought I was better than anyone, but I I just thought, okay, I did all the things. I got my degree, checked off all these boxes, and not even checked off boxes, but had experiences that really challenged me and gave me knowledge, and why am I not getting hired? And that was a lot of growth just in that lesson because – I didn't have the the full-time job that people were getting. I decided to work at a plant nursery because I had just gone through a breakup and, well, I was still going through the breakup and I needed to be in an environment that nourished me and I wasn't getting hired in full-time jobs. So I was like, screw it. Let me just be around plants. And so I really started writing poetry to help heal myself in a way and I started writing poetry before the breakup but I really leaned on it during that time because I didn't know what to do with myself I was just in so much pain and darkness and so that's really how monarch came about and the meaning behind monarch is just that monarch butterflies are I think my symbol from the universe that everything is exactly the way it should be and also there's that environmental meaning it's an indicator species so it tells us about the health of the planet as a whole so when the population is declining we know that we're screwing up and we know that we're screwing up in a lot of ways but I think it's just the whole metamorphosis too of of a butterfly I think it's just so beautiful and so 
yeah, that, that was how the book started. I really was in this place where I was like, you know what, I'm, I feel like I'm not where I should be. I was comparing myself to others and I just, I needed something to help me heal. And so that was poetry. Amazing. Oh my God. Literally though. Okay. Can you take me like into like the emotional mindset of what it felt like to complete the book? Because I don't want to have to, I'm like, we don't Mm -hmm. have to go back to that dark place, but like, it's okay. I mean, I'm just super curious. Yeah. I feel like it'd be super helpful um, for anyone that is also going through a breakup, Mm -hmm. whether it's a friend breakup, a job breakup, a relationship breakup, whatever it is. Um, And just sharing like, I'm like, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, a lot of it can be seen in the book in such a raw way. Like I was just on the floor sobbing a lot. <laughs> like I had to take breaks from just working at the nursery to cry because it was just so intense. And I mean, it it ended up working out, thank God, it's my current boyfriend and I broke up previously to take some time for ourselves. It wasn't something that I initiated, but I knew I needed. And it was just scary because I knew that he was the person I wanted to be with. And I was so in love and we needed that time to focus on ourselves. And so it really just felt like it ripped my heart out because I was facing all of this uncertainty. Like, when are we going to get back together? Is it going to work out? Like, what is our story going to look like? How, how is this going to end up? Is he going to find someone else? Like all of the thoughts just went crazy. And I have struggled with anxiety for a really long time. And looking back at it now, I can see how that was OCD, but I didn't have the, the diagnosis or term, whatever you want to call it of having OCD during that breakup. So now I'm looking at it with a new lens of like, oh, that's why it was so hard too, because it was like the thoughts were just relentless, but also it was like a very deep pain (laughs) on like a spiritual, emotional, mental level and physical. Like I literally just could not bring myself to do a lot. And so it really felt like writing was survival because I just didn't know what to do with all of that pain. I had no idea what to do with it. And I'm so thankful because I think it, the guidance that I was getting from, from spirit through that, that pain and that breakup. And how did you get to a point where you were okay with other people hearing like these emotions and thoughts and like deep, dark things that you were going through? That's a great question. It was definitely hard for me to be vulnerable at some points, but I had the support of an amazing life coach who told me if you are not sharing this, like your message really, because it wasn't just about the breakup. It was about self-love and self-rediscovery she said, if you're not sharing this, you're depriving people of healing messages that they may need to hear. And that really stuck with me and helped me move forward. And I have a lot of thanks for her 
guidance during that time because it, it was challenging at times, but I think I just adapted that mindset and sometimes I just didn't give my ego a chance to talk like it would come up and say oh but what are people gonna think and I'm like I just I don't have time for this right now I'm on a mission I want to get this book out and it wasn't like I even necessarily had this whole vision of of people buying it I think I just had this urge this deep knowing that I needed to do it and it was just crazy like channeling like writing all these poems it was just pouring out so much it was like the breakup really just broke me open and helped this energy flow out and I've just had the most beautiful feedback that I'm so thankful for and it reaffirms what can happen when we're vulnerable which is people can benefit so much and heal themselves and so it was just yeah I don't I don't even remember what you asked me. <laughs> I hope that I hope that answered it. Yeah, yeah. Just went off on a little tangent. We love tangents here. <laughs> we love tangents. I think that's what happens when you get in a flow state. Yes. I've heard oh this. Oh my gosh, thank you. Literally. I've heard this on wow. other podcasts. Like like a podcast host was like, girl, I don't even remember what I asked you. I'm just oh, yeah. I'm flowing. Oh yeah. The amount of times I have to cut out just like my brain fog after a tangent i i get you with the brain fog girl yes yes gut health literally <laughs> literally and i'm like well, that's a whole another episode <laughs> i'm like oh god <laughs> um but how did you also get to so okay you said that it was okay first of all i'm just like backtrack it backtrack yeah yeah it. yeah there is a lot so, first of all, you guys were very mature and adult with a decision like that because that's fucking hard. It's fucking hard to love someone so much and know that, like, now's not the time. Mm -hmm. That's fucking hard. How did you get through that? I think aside from the poetry, like, I think poetry was one tool for me to strengthen my relationship with the universe so I just this deep pain of like why did this have to happen why <laughs> and I when I asked that question it, it opened me up to guidance which was I actually wrote a poem it's the universe is asking me to show up for myself and so really I I clung onto anything that would help me have that relationship with spirit universe god whatever you want to call it and I would just have conversations like driving in my car crying like okay help me get through this please <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little journaling on the phone oh in a quick everything moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the journaling it was the self-healing through food it really was just me coming back home to myself in so many different ways and yeah and so I I was reading some books um one book by Gabby Bernstein the universe has your back that really helped me a lot and it's funny because I bought it before we broke up I actually bought it before studying abroad in Ecuador because I was a little afraid about going to another country I had never been to 
alone. And that book ended up helping me through my breakup as well. And I think it was just leaning on that knowing that there was a, a greater purpose and behind it and sitting with that uncertainty, I think is just what brought me out of it. Because I realize at the end of the day, everything is is uncertain. We can make all these plans, but the universe has other plans for us sometimes. And so there was that book. And then there was also, oh my God, this one was good. It's called Everything is Here to Help You by Matt Kahn. Hope I'm saying his last name right. K-A-H-N. And I, I listened to the audiobook version of it, but that was just really eye-opening and encouraging and help me return to that truth of sometimes we don't know why something is happening, but it's happening for us. It's not happening to us. Yes. Yes. And can you tell me like, what was like like the timeline um, between when you guys broke up, when you were writing your book and then publishing it, and then getting back together. <laughs> oh my, uh, to be honest, God, I, oh, I, the funny thing is, I really don't even know how long we were actually broken up for. So we broke up shortly after I came back from Ecuador, and that was in the summertime of 2018, and then I published my book in March of 2019, so actually just came up recently had the what is that third anniversary that's crazy yeah I already told you (laughs) what year is it 2022 I don't know but if you want me to like do math yeah 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 Yeah, so that was three years ago and that was hilarious oh earlier you had asked about publishing the book what was hilarious was I had all these plans of publishing and launching it on a certain date and that was during mercury retrograde and did you know it was mercury retrograde at the no time? i didn't oh, because gosh. things were just Amazing. can i swear on this oh, yeah. okay <laughs> shit was hitting the fan like big time just tech wise and so i remember i was talking with microsoft support all these things were happening and i won't even go into all of the work that <laughs> that goes into publish self-publishing a book yeah. But it was a lot, and I realized it was Mercury Retrograde once all these issues were happening. So I was like, okay, I'm not even going to fight it. I'm just going to push it back a little bit. Pushed it back, and then I ended up getting sick. I had some sort of flu, but I was powering through it a little bit, like towards the tail end of the flu. I let myself rest, and I was like, all right, let me get my ass to FedEx. Or not FedEx. Yeah, FedEx. They do, like, the print and chins. I went to FedEx. I scanned them and uploaded them and did what I needed to do because I did the illustrations for the inside of the book and I just remember just like laughing being like you know like mercury retrograde and getting sick and this and that and like you just sometimes your plans don't work out (laughs) like I was learning this lesson so in so many ways and anyway so ended up publishing it yeah in March of 2019 and then I think we got back together in 
yeah, in 2020, um, I was living in Brooklyn for a bit with my sister, not getting hired out there. Spirit was just constantly trying to tell me like, you're not meant for the nine to five life. And that's so fucking real guys. Yeah. I know. I I know you get it. I know. I feel like so many people are (laughs) so sorry. Our feet are falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Got to stretch the legs. Yeah. I, I feel like so many people are in that space now, which is amazing. But at the time it was, living in New York without an income is not easy as you can imagine. Yeah, Went well. into a lot of debt. So oh, yeah. then I moved uh, back right before COVID hit, which was just divine timing, literally a week before everything shut down. It was weird. Um, and my boyfriend and I just got back together naturally. It just happened. So yeah. Was it like, did you feel like you were ready, like internally? Like, you're like, okay, I've been doing this work on myself. And like, how were, I'm just curious, like, how you were feeling. Honestly. Yeah. That's a great question. I think I had done so much internal work. And it's not that I necessarily felt ready, but I knew that getting back together meant I had to keep that promise to myself that I would be there for myself and I could not go back to old habits of relying on him for happiness and to fill me up. And so it was really this moment of like, are you going to step up to the plate for yourself or are you going to revert to old habits and potentially have problems? Then I don't know, maybe break up again. And so yeah, I, I think I, I felt ready, but I didn't feel ready. And he was the one that wanted that breakup in that time more, more than I did. I didn't want it, <laughs> even though I ended up needing it. And, and looking back, I, I should have wanted it. Um, so really, it was like, I wasn't sure if he got what he needed. And then we talked about it. And it it did seem like it was just naturally... A good time for us but you know the obviously the self healing never ends and so now still I am always checking in with myself and making sure I'm not prioritizing the relationship above myself yeah amazing that you kind of take with yourself every day into like the person that you want to show up as in your relationship now hmm that's good. That's a good question. I think it had been journaling for a while, so it flows. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are different tools for different phases of my life. Journaling was really good for a while, and then I think I just was doing it all the time. I was like, I need a break. So lately it's been having a nighttime routine. I love lighting my candles and reading a book and winding down and taking a shower. I think it can be really simple, honestly. Um, Those are some of the things that light me up now, as well as doing guided meditations on Insight Timer. I love, love guided meditations because I think sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming to just sit in silence and guided meditations help me just get into that headspace a little easier. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And sometimes I do those at night as well. Um, I've been getting really into tapping. 
And yeah. so, yeah it's, yeah, it's amazing. Some people call it emotional freedom technique. I think now people just call it tapping. But regardless, it helps kind of release trapped emotions. And I feel like it can really be used as a tool for manifestation, too. Um, and so those are some of the main ones. But also just cooking for myself has always been one that I just return to. I think it's like it can be a meditative practice if we let it be mm-hmm. and think is is the number one because then I can kind of discern, okay, what do I need in this moment? Yes. Sometimes it's cooking. Sometimes it's buying a burrito, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm also curious, like, I don't know. I feel like you're wise. You're wise as fuck. So I want everyone Thank else you. to hear about like how you got through this time in your life and how yeah. you are doing now. So what are some of the boundaries that you set up for yourself? The, the like the when you guys got back together? Oh, that's a great one. So I think something I have changed is texting a little less I feel like I used to we would text each other a lot when we weren't together in person and I would wait to hear from him to kind of feel complete in a way like it sounds weird but it's like the validation yeah it was exactly yeah. yeah for yourself yeah yeah So I think just getting off my phone a little bit helped me come back to myself and get back into my body, honestly. Um, Because texting can take up a lot of time. And I just, now I'm in the place where I just don't enjoy texting. So No, literally same. I'm like, I'm a FaceTime call girl. Like, if you get a FaceTime, just just answer it, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. This is the new normal, okay? Come on. It (laughs) is. Voice notes. I love voice notes. I don't got time to text, okay? <laughs> 100%. No, but I, I think that honestly helps Those a are lot. like the boundaries though, I feel like. Yeah. The boundaries of like releasing less texting with like certain people, certain relationships. Yeah. And, and not waiting, not designing all of my plans around the relationship. Like reaching out to my friends more often and really just taking control and not control in like the truest sense of the word because you know we're never 100 percent in control literally but i'm like we know that one yeah like constantly reminding myself that of that like, yes oh. that's a lesson that oh my gosh we, we get to learn that over and over again in so many different ways yes and so i think just really something that really helped me was quitting my job and going for my my purpose and my passion with health coaching. Fuck yes. Yeah, because I was like, okay, I'm stepping into my power, you know? Like, my boyfriend is amazing. He's an Aries. He is all about the confidence and the action, and he's a professional boxer. And so that career is something you need to be dedicated to. And it made me realize, like, oh, shit. I have a responsibility to myself to be dedicated to what I want in this life and what I want shouldn't just be centered around, you know, other people filling me up, mainly him. And so that was something that I realized I had a responsibility 
to do. And so when I quit my full-time job, I was like, it opened up a whole other energetic timeline, I feel like. And so now I'm just, I feel so in my power and it's just been really effortless for me to put myself first. It was like it shifted things. Sometimes you just need to take an action that you've been wanting to take that you're a little bit scared of, but it excites you. Yeah. But I was so ready. I I was beyond ready at that point when I quit my job. I was like, I need to do this for myself and build my own dream. And so that has just been that you wanted to get into holistic health coaching. Ooh, yeah. So it's funny. Actually, it was during that time where I was working at the nursery. I think it was after I had published Monarch. I was listening to Sahara Rose's podcast. Love her. Love her. Love her. (laughs) And (laughs) she had mentioned she became a health coach through IIN Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And so I don't know if you're into human design, but. Yes, we are. Yeah. Jenna Zoe. Oh my God. Love Jenna Zoe. She didn't give me my personal human design like (laughs) reading, but I love her so much. Yeah. I would love to get a reading from her one day. I have her app. So. Same. (laughs) Plug. It's only five. I'm not sponsored, but it's only $5 (laughs) a month. I recommend it if you get the, the premium version and it comes with everything. And so anyway, side note, somewhere within my design, I'm forgetting what part of it, but somewhere within my design, I should respond to opportunities wait also what are you I am a generator okay cool I'm a manifesting generator oh love it yes yes so I think it's I forget what it's called but there's like responding within my chart and that is a way that I can best make decisions and so I heard about IIN on Sahara Rose's podcast and she had like a special discount for people that signed up with her code and so I was like you know what I'm not finding a full-time job in sustainability. Fuck it. I am going to do this course. And not just because I had an interest in health, but because when I was in college, I suffered from a lot of different nasty side effects of a systemic gut health problem called candida overgrowth. And it just rocked my world when I had it because you mentioned brain fog earlier. It was like I had brain fog. I was itchy. My anxiety was through the roof. I had all these symptoms, which I didn't know were from a gut health issue. And what's funny is my friend at the time had candida overgrowth. And I was like, dude, I feel horrible. I'm getting yeast infections. I'm in so much pain. She was like, that sounds like candida overgrowth. And I was like, okay. You're also so, like, how did you know what that was, girl? Because she had it. No, but like, like, how did she know to get help? Like, oh, who did she go to? Did I she know, know what a naturopathic doctor was? Like, how I did know. she know? Because not all like. No, yeah, like, that's a good. Yeah. I mean, like, personally, like Western doctors, they <laughs> don't know what's wrong with me. And I still have gut issues and we're figuring it out. But like a naturopathic doctor actually like heard of these terms that we're mentioning right now, which is like, how has the other doctor not heard of this? It's just boggling but well it's another thing for another time (laughs) that could be a whole episode in itself I mean I went to probably four western medical doctors that were like oh you know don't wear yoga pants all the time and just this crazy bullshit that they attribute to systemic 
problems that they don't have training on. And I think Western medicine has a place in society yes, for yes, sure. 100%. I think integrative medicine is where it's at because you have both the Eastern and the Western. Yes. And so long story short, I wanted to help people overcome their gut health problems and health issues like candida overgrowth because it really affected my quality of life. And I realized so many people had similar issues and similar symptoms and they didn't know what was wrong. And it's not like I wanted to assume the role of a doctor. That's not my role, but I wanted to help people understand how they can self heal and how you can use food and small changes to do that. And you don't necessarily need to go to a naturopath if you are willing to take the time to figure out, okay, what foods are triggering me? When do I feel this way the most? Are there some things I can change in my diet? Could I do an elimination diet? What if I cut out gluten? And so these simple tools that everyone can do, I, I wanted to help people do that because it it changed my life. Like I got out of that and yeah I, I was like I have a duty to help people heal themselves amazing no literally I'm like oh guys oh my god <laughs> gut health literally gut health what the fuck why doesn't anyone like teach us from our birth about gut health I know like I don't know I try to eliminate dairy and Sometimes I'm not good about it, but when I do do that, it is literally wild. And I did do the elimination diet where mm. I figured out I was like, oh, I'm either dairy or lactose intolerant one or maybe both, honestly, you know? Right. So um, taking that out, I remember for me, at least like growing up, I would have what I called like monster man farts. Oh my gosh. And Love it. Literally, I remember cutting out dairy for like months and then was not as bloated, didn't have as much like acne, was like less inflamed internally. Mm, the acne. I mean, we've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I get it. Literally, I also think about just like our lifestyles before compared to what they are now. And it makes sense why like our skin is better and our body is functioning better mm. than, I don't know, like I literally... I'm like, with all the positive, I'm like thinking yeah. about when we were in college and just like oh. how bad we were to our bodies, how just like destructive we were. And exactly, I'm like glad that my body works today after all of like Same. the behavior that I put towards myself before. Thank you for saying that because it reminded me of something that I started integrating into my daily life, which is thanking my body for how hard it's working. And I feel like that helped me overcome disordered eating and body dysmorphia and all those things that I know so many women and men deal with and non-binary people as well. And for me, I realized how I was harming my body in, in all the various ways. So not just with the alcohol in college, but the food I was eating. And I don't know if I should say most importantly, but one of the most, something I'm so passionate that is so, so critical to healing a whole variety of 
health issues and autoimmune things and immune dysfunction. And so many people don't know. I feel like it's still such a new field, but that is so critical. And so the gut brain axis is, is what people call it. It's a two way communication system between our, our gut and our brain. And so it's not only important to eat foods that are nourishing with fiber and vitamins and minerals and whole foods and all this stuff, but our mental well-being affects our gut and our gut affects our mental well-being. And it's just, you have to look at the way that you're living holistically because you can be eating kale and fruit and all the things but if your mental health is suffering you are still going to manifest health problems oh yeah I mean literally I would love your take on like I'm like (laughs) you're like give it to me let's go one-on-one coaching right here right now (laughs) literally live coaching (laughs) just kidding Oh my gosh. I mean, so one thing that I've talked about on my podcast is my gut health issues Mm. and how um, in the past two years, I was in the hospital four times, four different times. And every time it was for two weeks. And the first week I was in and out of the hospital three to four times in a week. Oh my God. And like literally like my gut health was so bad. They thought that I had um, something called cannabis hyperemesis syndrome and like thought that like all my vomiting and everything like it's like hyperemesis means like nonstop vomiting. (gasps) So they thought like cannabis was like causing all of it. Cannabis as in weed. Cannabis. Cannabis. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just wanted to make sure I heard that clearly. Yes, yes. <laughs> they thought that weed was making me sick, guys. Um, and okay. not saying that I don't believe that that CHS is like a thing because there are like I'm literally in like a what's it called? Um, like a support group like Aww. with people around the world who go undiagnosed every fucking day, and it's horrible. But it's also something that I think is very linked, whether I have it or not, because. I still smoke weed. Um, so whether I have it or not, um, it's still linked to your gut health and your mental health. And what I have found for myself now of what I see, like, again, with our like health, it's in Eastern, Western medicine and everything. Like, I still don't know 100% why that was happening. But from what I've gathered, um, it was from stress. Mm-hmm. and specifically the stress of my last relationship girl i sending me to the hospital guys i don't when what was happening in your life when you started developing these health problems yes. and they're always like trauma yes. and yes so drama and trauma drama and trauma literally and stress has so many health effects on the body like it's just a never-ending list but really what it does is it turns on that chronic and most of us are and that chronic inflammation is one of the number I think it's a number one or one of the major and also auto autoimmune dysfunction and disorders and so I don't doubt that for a second but it is very difficult when western doctors don't necessarily 
know how to tackle it. They, Honestly, yeah. like every single test came back um, negative. Like I had a <sighs> CT scan, like multiple, like every every scan, every thing you can like try to see like what's going on. Everything came back normal, mm-hmm. which was the most frustrating part because like when you're that sick in that week, like I felt dead, honestly, like I did not feel alive. So you just are literally like, I just want an answer into yeah. like, you kind of are like, I don't want to hear that everything came back normal because I just right. want a solution to why this is happening. Exactly. But then also I would think about it and I'd be like, what was happening right before I got sick? Hmm. Like stress, drama, all this stuff. Hmm. And so it only like made sense yeah. now that I'm like out of that, that this was probably the main reason like obviously like yeah so how are you now um i'm like i'm gonna start asking the questions yeah, around I'm here like, i'm like <laughs> I'm, i don't know so like physically i'm good but mentally i would say like not the best if i'm being like totally honest yeah. like it's been just a total like mind fuck of life yeah <laughs> and like most days i would say i'm like doing really well but I don't know I think it's kind of also scary to like my toxic trait of literally putting people before myself and to think that I lost myself so far in that relationship that I was like making myself not making myself but I was getting physically sick and had to be hospitalized I used to be afraid of needles. I'm not afraid anymore because I've had so many oh freaking like IVs. Like I could tell you where every single vein is like on my arm, oh on my, my hands. Like it's horrible. Yeah. Like it's, but it's so crazy because you don't like think that like you can let yourself get that stress because for me, like thinking about it now, um, like I have also have had anxiety since I came out the womb, I think. Pretty yeah. Sure. Oh, so, well, our, our trauma starts from, age zero yes and there's also generational trauma exactly and everything everything. yeah epigenetics is something i'm so interested in and so anyone who's listening that that wants to learn more about that yeah just do a quick search epigenetic um but yeah back to the story i think i'm like love him i've heard of him oh love it love it but Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just crazy that you could be like living your life and you could be thinking that you're being present and that you're Mm. like doing what you should for yourself and to, I don't know, be five months out of that and to like be able to take a step back and like look at it from like the outside in and to see how like detrimental or unhealthy like a situation was, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like literally my body was telling me like by getting sick by being so sick it was literally telling me like no this is not it this is not what is for you this is not what is meant for you Mm -hmm. and i don't it's just so crazy to me like so crazy to me also because like the doctor's like oh do you do drugs and i'm just like i smoke weed and i'm like does that count they're like yeah weed's a drug and i was just like you're like still really i'm like 2022 literally and i'm just like (laughs) okay (laughs) Yeah, I think it 
is a need to learn something because and that like you you have to listen you have to listen if you don't listen the universe is literally just gonna be like ha 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 until you listen i'm just gonna keep pushing and making it like deeper and deeper until you fucking like get a hold on this exactly exactly so yeah sometimes those things just really kick us to the curb so we can wake up and realize what we need to change in our lives and so even though that's awful, I, I'm sure there's so much healing and growth that is coming oh, yes. out of it. A thousand percent. And like, that's what I also was um, talking to you before about and how it's like, even though it's a very hard time, like that I'm going through, like it's still like such a beautiful time and yeah. a beautiful transition of life because I don't know, like you and like a lot of amazing queens, like the more you lean into yourself and into like what you know is true, and, like for you, the more like magic happens, which yes. is like, as it is, the more risks you take, the more reward you do get. Like, mm-hmm. and literally everything's a lesson. So even yeah. when you fuck up, you learn something. Right. So it's like nothing is ever wasted. No. Yeah, I, I feel like, that's a really beautiful way to put it. And I think what you were speaking to earlier was the wisdom of your, your body and just your intuition in general. And what you were just saying about knowing what's true for you is so powerful. And that's something I really focus on with my clients. Like I'm not there to tell them what the silver bullet is. A, there is no silver bullet and B, everyone has their own intuitive way of of being and everyone has their own intuition that can tell them so much about their body and their life experience and and what they need in that moment even if they don't know why they're going through it they can tune into that and tap into that innate wisdom and in their power in that way where they're even if you don't feel like you necessarily have a full grip on it, you know that you can turn to yourself and tune in and go from there. And that's the most important thing. Yes. And also when you feel just not super great, honestly, in that moment, just like you said, turning inward and being like, but everything will be okay, even though it sucks right now. Mm-hmm. even though right now it's like mm, not the best it's like it will be okay and then I always personally like to really just like lean into that vision of like what that means to me and like what that looks like to me and kind of use it as like a manifestation type of like internal work I guess yeah. I don't know just just to know because it's I don't know as someone who has dealt with with literally anxiety and depression my whole life like it's super easy for me to be down and it's even easier for me to stay down Mm -hmm. so if I'm able to really like do that internal work especially in the moment and accept that like you can't be in control of every single moment and that life has moments where it sucks but also life is good and is amazing and beautiful and Mm. I know you don't even it's it's it speaks to the duality yes. that is so alive. Like I think duality is like the biggest trip because 
like you said, you can think it's like we were born out of the darkness, the womb. We were then brought into this world and saw the light and even just the way that the universe has developed it. I think the dark and the light is always there and you can't have one without the other. Yes. But I think also it's really easy to get into like, I don't know the toxic positivity of it and be like, no, 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 there's only light. There can't be darkness because if there's darkness, then blah, 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 blah. Right. You know what I mean? And like, that's not realistic. No, it, it doesn't, do anything for anyone <laughs> no right no literally literally that's toxic positivity right yeah like when you're not being realistic with yourself and yeah. acknowledging that like shit hits the fan that's okay yeah yeah we are living this human experience whether we want to or not yeah and with that there is both dark and light and I mean I think our parents' generation was so good at sweeping under the rug. It's not there. And it's like, okay, but you still have a fucking mess under your rug. So yeah, whether you deal with it or not, it's there. Whether you go to therapy or not, it is there. Yeah. And yeah, I think that I'm seeing people are moving away from toxic positivity, which is awesome. So I can only hope that people embrace their, their darkness and the vulnerability whether they want to do that in a public facing way or not is, is totally up to them. But as long as you can sit with yourself and be truthful with yourself, that's the most important thing. Yes. I think it's also interesting how, I don't know, you can like have this darkness within you, but also be so powerful and be shining so bright that people are, I don't know, drawn to you, influenced by you, Mm -hmm. whatever capacity that is. But also, like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, like, isn't it Aquarius thing? Like, the duality of, like, every single fucking thing. Yeah. Like, everything. (laughs) Everything. Like Everything. Like, you can name a subject and I can be, like, I can point out the duality. Oh, yeah. And be, like, this is how this can be like uplifting me but this is how I could take it and it can like fucking make me like feel like shit Mm. you know what I mean like in the way that like it's really about mindset and it's really about how you choose to show up and how you choose to react to every single thing yeah yeah it's Mm. it's literally yes yeah like I don't know I'm so inspired by you like literally i'm inspired by you thank you i'm just like i can't i'm just stunning queen literally stunning (laughs) i'm just like love you love you there's so much there's so much i'm like guys we're gonna do another episode oh part two yeah i've already like it's it's we're gonna manifest (laughs) already writing down the questions yeah literally (laughs) i'm like okay we'll end it there guys but literally so fucking amazing i love you so much i love you literally thank you so much like that was fucking amazing that was healing so he like i literally i could cry right now i could I, like Stop it. so fucking good <laughs> and that was only like a taste of shayla guys a uh, taste love you so thank you let's fucking go let's go <laughs> yes no but thank you so much it's it's an honor to be on this podcast 
and I can't wait to come back. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, wait, do we have to end it? Right. Even I'm though like, I, I probably have to go. <laughs> right. I'm like, I just like look at the time. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Before we go though, where can everyone find you on all the socials, all the things? Hype yourself up. Pump yourself Thank up. You. Let's fucking go. Yes, Tell yes, me. Yes. <laughs> so, you can find me at Shayla Rochelle on Instagram and TikTok. That is S-H-E-L-A-H-R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E. And you can catch me at my website at shaylaot.com. Probably going to end up changing the domain name to match Shayla Rochelle. But for now, it's S-H-E-L-A-H-O-T-T.com. And yeah, that's where you can find me. My book is on there. Um, my offerings. I'm revamping my website, so things will look a little different soon. But yeah, thank you so much. Amazing. And everything Amazing. will be linked below. Don't worry, guys. I will fully, fully link all the things. <laughs> I will be linking to Shayla's book where you can buy it, thank Amazon, you. all the places. Even though we don't love Amazon, I love their self-publishing platform because yes. it helped me get my book out. Duality. <laughs> Duality. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye.